Back up, please. Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 241. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone. This week, we've got some big topics, one of them being the biggest that India's corporate world has seen in a while. Tell us about it, Aditya. Do you know who Gautam Adani is? And before recording the podcast, we spend a minute to <laughs> to discuss how to pronounce Adani. Is it the that is Dada ka the or the Damru? Damru Damru is the, right? Dagatla Darling Sadar. So yes, it is Adani, who is Gautam Adani, Adani, the world's richest man in September 2022. Now he's gone down to the 11th richest. That is what happens once you lose $110 billion of market value of your company. You go from number three to number 11. Yes, and that's because on January 24th, the big news came in when Hindenburg Research, it's a very small American investment firm, it makes money or it makes bets against companies that it considers are overvalued. It released a report with a very clickbait kind of a headline, which said Adani Group, how the world's third richest man is pulling the largest con in corporate history, and that it had engaged in brazen stock manipulation, accounting fraud scheme over the course of decades. And boom. And next day on the stock market route, began and uh, the value of all its group companies combined is now roughly half of what it was before the report was released. And the report came just before Adani was about to do another public offering of around $2.5 billion. And Hindenburg, the short selling firm that you're talking about, is not just any other firm. I mean, it's like a reputed company. These are not just people who who would engage in, just like you mentioned, yes, the title was clickbaity, but it it was a very well-researched report that was put out, which hit the group. The group did not see it coming out. Adani Group put out its response, 400-page response, against some of the allegations that were coming out. So the key allegations or the key findings from the report said that one of the biggest ones, was the valuation of the stock has been pumped up as a result of shell companies investing in Adani groups who, in a way, were controlled by family members of Gautam Adani himself. You know, there were a few other things about there being governance issues, allegations made against some key management personnel of the company. And then their audit firm was actually a a chartered accountancy firm which was fairly young so how come this big massive company has an audit firm which has 26 year olds auditing their books the research report is publicly available on their website and they make some basic uh, calculations as well current ratio which is uh, what they call the working capital ratio which you need current assets upon current liabilities yes economics 11 standard that is basically a liquidity ratio that measures one company's ability to pay salaries and short term obligations or those that fall within a year so uska it's uh, below 1 uh, which is not that great and then there is this uh, table that they had which talked about its seven group companies each one of them 
uh, with stock market returns that were in three year returns were as much as anywhere between 98% to 1000% on an average the group companies had a 4 400% <laughs> return <laughs> pretty cool right and they they told me to in, uh, invest in index funds that is exactly what i did and now adani has pretty much brought down the index is is from my basic understanding of the stock market and now i'm in the dock for being the- to for being a good investor because now everything is gone anyway in the long term we are all dead uh, but in the long term it all adds up and the laws of averages kick in wagera wagera but then another key thing that they pointed out was that uh, it's right there public information again how many times times earnings does your stock price trade at so adani green energy that is the renewables firm uh, its price to earnings ratio is over 800 and when you compare that with other stocks of nasdaq index which is america's tech heavy one during the technology boom that figure was less than 30 so compare 30 with uh, Uh, 800 on the basis of valuation alone hindenburg uh, reasons that these prices of all the businesses could drop by 85% so what we have seen in the last few days could just be a beginning and and also this is not just hindenburg so even aswat damodaran do you remember him yeah yeah so when he talks you listen so he is that professor from of finance from new york university to wo bhi bola Uh, he he had this blog post he was very measured though yeah the, he in, was. The, the the way he spoke right wo bola like he said the adani group has played fast and loose with exchange ah, yes. rules unquote he said that it wasn't a con job it, that that's uh, hyperbole and it's like that subway ka ad uh, which is which says na sex now that we have yeah. your attention eat at subway so people <laughs> read that uh, article they exploited the weaklings you know damodaran mentioned you need to have at least a minimum number of shares trading in the market as a public company so if you look at all those companies they had just enough number of shares in the market to be, for them to be listed so those sort of things were were very well taken care of and of course in in the report that they came out with there the the first reaction to to hindenburg report was this is an attack on india did you read virender sehwag's post even he tweeted the whites can't bear to see india's progress the hit job of india's on <laughs> india's market looks like a well planned conspiracy everybody has got an opinion on it absolutely and now now the, the 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 news channels well they they've at least woken up or rather they started to at least look at it a little dispassionately because it, it's an american outfit which has Uh, done some research otherwise there's nobody who can asks these hard questions anywhere right ndtv now is owned by adani himself absolutely right i came across this one youtuber who is he's quite uh, well followed who does you know stock education or research for in, in, in retail investors and even when he was doing his coverage of the adani group and and as this whole thing unraveled he had so many disclaimers that this is not <laughs> against a particular person this is just i'm just doing news as i find it i'm just stating facts marne ko mat aao ghar pe he kept on referring referring to him as adani ji nothing wrong in calling someone adani ji i mean it's out of respect but but you almost have that undertone yes well he wouldn't call you know elon musk musk ji right yeah. but but then the impact has been immediate 
folks working with Adani have tried to step off the gas. Like for example, uh, Total Energies, it's a huge French oil company. So it said it will delay its $4 billion investment in a particular scheme to make some green hydrogen with Adani on February 8th. Uh, Moody's, which is that ratings agency, it said that uh, bulk of Adani's capital expenditure is quote-unquote deferrable. That is a big problem because for to India as well because we we very briefly spoke on this at the last podcast may but the numbers are still staggering adani out of the total 500 listed companies in india adani accounts for 7% of all capital spending there is this cmi you know that center for yeah. uh, monitoring indian economy database it says that uh, 10% of new projects all total projects in india are coming from adani uh, and seven airports handle about a quarter of india's traffic 12 ports, they dispatch around 30% of all freight. Warehouses that Adani owns hold 30% of India's grain. It is the biggest private generator of electricity from your uh, coal plants and all of that. So it's a huge company which has been targeted. Uh, yeah, and as a result, and those numbers are really, it is almost like a bet on for lack India story. If India grows, given look reading about those numbers, then there is obviously going to be some some growth that is going to come to or some value that is going to be driven to the Adani group. Having said that, so as we said, it was at 41 on January 24th. It went down to 18, 18.8 dollars. And then now since then it has recovered. And then a couple of days ago, it also decided to prepaid its bonds worth yes. around $1.1 billion. And they have also released a few more shares to build customer confidence. They have also onboarded one of the most prestigious law firms in the US to go after Hindenburg. Bring it uh, on, Bola Hindenburg also... They also tweeted that, yeah, fair enough. You bring it on. We've got documents. Let's have a chat. This is also getting a bit more serious from uh, investor confidence of, or rather international investor confidence in India as such, because now there are questions about uh, what was the regulator up to and all those sort of things. So there is a little bit of pride at stake as well. But then again, is it really because are these things new? They they they, they happen all, all over the place, right? In fact, his his rise was it was just coincidental that when Modi was appointed as the CM of Gujarat, that's when uh, Adani uh, took flight. And at that time, government allegedly leased land to Adani at very cheap rates. Uh, Adani, of course, denies it. Uh, Modi has used Adani's private jets or private planes uh, during campaigning, and also on the day when he was sworn in as the prime minister. In 2014. And the first year in 2015, Adani accompanied Modi in almost all his foreign business trips. And Hindustan Times wrote that wherever Modi goes, Adani is sure to go. Adani says, no, Modi ji, I don't have any personal connection with him. Policy is for everyone. I think he just gets along with him. <laughs> That's all. Absolutely. I mean, but to, to be fair, this is true in all countries, isn't it? Yeah, you, you need to have your uh, connections to move the needle. One argument, of course, is at least the ports get built. For example, the uh, the Mumbai airport, the talks of which have been going on since 1997. Adani took charge in 2021 and 
the work has begun by 2025 is what he says it will be built. He has a reputation of getting things done. Mundra Port is India's biggest in not that great a yeah. time. So he gets things done like perhaps Dhirubhai Ambani where he didn't get everything by playing it straight maybe. But yeah, it, it goes both ways, man. Absolutely. And I, it was interesting. I I read this article on Al Jazeera and there are a couple of interesting pieces of information that I've, that I found here. Adani was duh, duh. for the Adani, Adani, Adani Ji. Adani Ji was briefly kidnapped for ransom. And then he also escaped. He was in the Taj Mahal hotel when during the 2008 attack. And he managed to escape from there as well. So these closed, you know, he has had some good fortune, not just once, we must say, not just in business. Yes, true that. And talking about good, his website, chairman's message, but this is fun. You should, you should read, you should go there and read. Goodness is a word that gets repeated at least four times in his message. And their tagline is growth with goodness. The vision for the future must be to scale up the goodness factor, is one line. When I say goodness, it is broadly split into three dimensions. It should have a national impact, blah, blah, blah. Then another line, we believe in growth with goodness. And goodness is imperative for growth. <laughs> they forgot to add as a wink, wink. In. This is a chidin, a, a, a little bit of that undertone. But I think it, it might be written by him. <laughs> because otherwise... No, no. You know, no, no content writer might come up with that. How, how was your day, Mr. Adani? Goodness? Goodness? Goodness. What about yes. your stock market valuations? My goodness. But yeah. And you remember when I said that the, the average returns was 400%. It mm. was not 400%. It was 400 times. Massive, massive difference. Yeah. He started sorting diamonds back in the day. He, he, it's a first generation, yeah, man. Time. It's a big thing. First generation entrepreneur moved back to Gujarat. Plastics make gusa and then... Mundra Port happened and since then he hasn't looked back. So I know one former employee of Adani who talked about in Gujarat, it's a huge building and he sits on some 14th floor or something where the whole floor is his. Nobody's allowed proper security in place after he was declared among the richest men. And uh, if you have to do a meeting, there is a long process. And we, he turned 60 recently. So he came at one side of the floor where all the employees were allowed to shake hands with him. He's got a life, which is an interesting one. He's got a life, but does he? After the kidnapping, mostly he what he does apparently hmm. is stay at home and play cards with his wife. That's the life. Oh my goodness. Goodness me. Yeah, but so let's Anyways. see. Let's see if something comes up from comes up, comes out of it. I just hope the share prices recover a little bit for my own personal selfish interest. And uh Abhishek, or now is a good I time think, to buy. <laughs> no, I think I think we need to sit you down. Crypto me paisa dala, market gaya. Seriously, me paisa dala. I think I see a trend here. Yeah, so can you please share? I can will you please share portfolio so that people can stay away from those assets. That should be your 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 thing. Is that yes. I'm so unlucky that you will pay to get my information. I can uh, picture my uh, book next to the likes of Warren Buffett's and Coffee Can Investing by Saurabh Booker or who was that? They write about tips about investing. What not to do while investing is what I'll write. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, I think your book will be one pager. This is where I have invested. Please don't invest here. By the way, the other big news that also happened with one of the richest person who got acquitted this time 
with stock market price valuation was about Elon Musk, where the jury found him to be not guilty mm. for falsely tweeting out corporate information about the private deal. A few years ago, he had tweeted that he had the deal and he had funding secured. Funding secured was the tweet. And as a result, uh, the stock price took off, but it basically was not true. A, a group of investors had filed a lawsuit on him. His lawyers basically defended saying that, oh, no, don't don't believe what he says on Twitter. So did he plead temporary insanity or something? What? Nothing like that. He's like, no, don't, don't, don't believe what. <laughs> he oh was joking. God. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Anyways, on the, on the same trends, we have been seeing, we have been talking about a lot of job cuts that have been happening on the tech sector. While we can go ahead and talk about what has been happening on that side, I was so surprised to read another article, which was completely the opposite, which says the jobs in US actually increased and they added half a million more jobs while the tech sector had lost about 70 or 1000 jobs. The unemployment levels also fell to 3.4%. And this is despite of a looming recession. It is not half as bad is uh, what the situation is. Although we do have, you know, layoffs, massive layoffs in the tech sector. What was it? Was it was the number 11,000 in Facebook meta or 13% of its uh, entire workforce and Twitter, half of it. Some more than 60,000 American techies have been shown the door last year. From the recessionary point of view, it is looming. But uh, when America sneezes, the world catches cold while a funda is still true because India also gets impacted, but not as much. In 2021, the state governments were sitting on cash reserves of over $250 billion. So they've got a lot of cushion, even if things go south, basically. Consumption, household consumption, the demand. People have some $1.5 trillion in excess savings compared to what it was before COVID. It's not as bad as it appears to be in the papers. The economy, something that is being reused again and again, the economy is coming to a soft landing. That's the term for this time in, in this recession. And and people, again, are talking about being in a recession, but that doesn't seem to be the case because the economy actually grew this quarter and the quarter before that one too. And you know what the definition of recession is, Abhishek, isn't it? What is the definition? That is also, in July, Wikipedia actually barred unregistered users from editing the page on recession because of the debate, <laughs> debate around uh, uh, how do we define it. There were 24 edits on that page in 2022. And within a week, sometime late last year, 180 times people tried to edit that. So the common definition is two consecutive quarters of falling GDP, but or rather a period of significant decline in economic activity, which says, okay, so lesser investments or fewer goods are produced and company don't make enough money. So they don't employ people. So the people don't pay enough to buy goods. So that cycle continues. But then you are in Japan and I found it interesting that Japan's way of calculating recession is not as what America or Germany does, for instance. So we don't have a common definition. For instance, Japan uses uh, multiple indicators, factory output, retail sales, oh. uh, employment, and the American government, Abhi Filal, they, they've, they are no longer the authority on it. So they've deferred it to National Bureau of Economic Research, which is a private non-profit research group. They have their own way of uh, uh, doing it. So there are experts who said, only considering GDP that I said, right, consecutive fall yeah. in GDP is, is more like... Uh, comparing it to a person's health based on his temperature. 
by just checking the temperature. You don't say that somebody is healthy just because he's 36 degrees Celsius. We don't have a definition. In fact, the usual lag, and I quote from the Economist, the usual lag between the start of a recession and uh, the committee's announcement is almost 12 months. So when you say the lag, what you mean there is that when the regulator announces a rate hike, so the rate hike is meant so that the interest rates go up so people will have less money to spend. As a result, it will cool down and then the prices will go down. So inflation will reduce. So what you're saying is after the announcement, it takes around 12 months for the impact to happen, to feel those effects of the rate hike? No, one step before what you just said, you know, okay, let me put it this way. The Business Cycle Dating Committee, that's the name of the committee in the US, which which, which, uh, declares whether you're in recession or not. Now, it may happen that it may flag off a recession well after it is underway and sometimes after it is over. It doesn't get to know that you're in a recession based on its calculation. So that lag could be 12 months as well, not two months as we, as the official definition goes. So it is not that straightforward. So when we talk about recession, it's not like a number and there is an analytics dashboard which says, Kalka sales kitna hai, ka kitna hai, are we doing well or not? So it is like a slow process. You may be in a recession and you don't know about it. And by the time you know, you would have come out of it. It's a lag indicator. Yes. It tells you about historical information. After it, after it happened, yeah. And to that effect, Abhishek, I can also tell you that I'm predicting that you might have sold off all your Bitcoin investments. Isn't that right? I have not uh, because I have uninstalled that app and I've forgotten about that cash that I ever yeah, had. Uh, maybe, 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 it, maybe, uh, maybe time to take a look at it because Bitcoin is up 44% for the month. What are you talking uh, about? So really? I, That's good yeah, to hear. Cool, that is comforting cool. to know. <laughs> and the day my returns are 0%. I hope that day comes because right now it's minus 70. I'm going to withdraw all of that <laughs> and put put it in a 2.5% fixed deposit. That's also fine. Weekly fixed deposit. <laughs> Postal fixed deposit. In post. But the next topic that I have is about women's World T20 championships happening in South Africa. The hot favorites are again supposed to be India. And this time they don't have the veteran players, Mithali Raj. There's, this is the young team that is coming up. And it is strategically being held only weeks before the Women's Premier League starts off in India. Oh, yes. Women's cricket has taken off considerably uh, since the time we lost that uh, World Cup. I think it was in the last over. And, and there were some 80,000 fans at Melbourne Cricket Ground cheering India mostly, but we lost to Australia. Was it Australia? I forget. You had a packed stadium. The the reason, of course, is that they are good. It's good entertaining cricket. Uh, if you've seen any of those, watched any of those matches, it's high quality cricket. The fielding is top notch. Uh, and it's that's what notch. you would, would love to watch, you know, when people are throwing themselves around and the women's cricket is getting its due. And it is also down to the interest from the spectators because the argument lies that why isn't a sport flourishing? Because there aren't enough people to watch. That has changed now. Absolutely. This World Cup is being looked at as a showcase for all the international talent to display their skills so that they get picked for one of the five teams that are going to play 
the women's premier league in india there are teams as you can imagine teams are from bangalore delhi gujarat up warriors and mumbai that they are owned by reliance mumbai team is owned by reliance kpri global the up team and then diajo owns the bangalore team and this tournament is going to happen in mumbai and it went actually for quite a sum so the bangalore franchise went for 900 crores 110 million dollars oh wow that is something no points for guessing who won the gujarat bid but adani group owns won the rights for ahmedabad franchise for 1200 crores pocket change for adani yeah, but yeah ha ek ek din ka loss hai on the stock market uh-huh. but na ek ghante ka but it they are saying that as a result of this the players might end up earning the equivalent of their annual fees that they get for playing india matches in just 3 weeks oh beautiful bcci wasn't didn't it confirm equal pay for indian cricketers for female and uh, same match fee i think we spoke about it in october it happened last year even the icc has done that for uh, for its games and it almost seems extremely strategic for bcci to do right i mean indian men's cricket is probably saturated its audience capacity in india oh and then someone says oh wait a minute there is like 50% of the younger almost 50% of the younger demo is still missing why don't we start women's cricket league overnight your targetable address market becomes 2x and it it helps that uh, the women's cricket team is good we just won the under 19 women's uh, t20 world cup last month we beat uh-huh. new zealand in the semi finals then england in the finals by seven wickets that was a first women's under 19 t20 world cup and shweta sherawat was the leading run scorer with 297 runs she i mean she's from delhi and the vice captain of india some of them will move on to the indian team soon enough which is anyway quite young it's good to see all these things coming up and then continuing with the sports theme itself Did you know about the white card being introduced in the Portuguese football? Yes, what is that about? Tell us more. We have yellow card, red card. There also is a green card. I'll get there soon, but go ahead. Yeah, there used to be a green card which was <laughs> and then they did away with that. Yeah. And then the so the white card which is also known as a fair play card was introduced by the Portuguese Football Federation and it is given to those who basically do a good job or to, to promote sportsmanship and the first ever first ever white card was issued to the medical staff from both sides and first of all this card was shown in in a women's football game where someone in the stands fell ill and medical staff from both sides they basically rushed to the aid of this particular person who had fallen in in the ill in the stands and right. so the referee <laughs> promptly gave white card to both the medical staff <laughs> अरे भाग 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 वो वो वाला टीम जा रहा है तू भी चल यूट्यूब वीडियो एंड मेडिकल स्टाफ आल्सो लुक्स अ लिटिल बिट आई डोंट थिंक दे न्यू अबाउट दिस व्हाइट कार्ड बट हैिफ्टी and uh, he he liked football he he would do that during his free time in june 1962 he traveled to chile chile bolta na 
चाइल्ड नहीं है ना चिली एम आई राइट दिस इज अ वेरी बेसिक क्वेश्चन and they were playing italy <laughs> and 12 seconds into the game the first foul took place eighth minute he wanted to send one italian giorgio ferrini for kicking a chip. ferrini ferrini okay ferrini all right what have the idea a maharashtrian talking in english trying to do an italian accent uh, <laughs> uh, so sitting the, in canada sitting in so he wanted to send one player off can aston didn't speak uh, italian and then he parlo italiano uh, exactly you are you sound like uh, brad pitt's character in inglorious inglorious bastards where inglorious bastards <laughs> yeah gol kya golarmi grazie gollomi lo pronuncio correttamente uh, si sì, uh, gretto gollomi gollomi टैकल्ड The game you're about to see is the most stupid, appalling, disgusting and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game. Chile versus Italy. This is the first time the two countries have met. We hope it will be the last. The national motto of Chile reads by reason or by force. Today, the Chileans were prepared to be reasonable. The Italians only use force. And the result was a disaster for the World Cup. Now if the World Cup is going to survive in its present form something's got to be done about teams that play like this. Indeed after seeing the film tonight you at home may well think that teams that play in this manner ought to be expelled immediately from the competition. Just see what you think. Navarro. And there's trouble already there's a fight going on in the middle there. Well, this looks like turning into a real battle. There's two Chileans down on the field. And what a scene after just 5 minutes play. And Ferrini took a kick at a player there. Well, this is absolutely ridiculous. Ferrini took an open kick at the, a player who was nowhere near the ball. And he's off the field. He's being sent right off. the police are being called on or the army the police in fact well there's one of the sorriest most stupid incredible spectacles i've ever seen anywhere in the world leonel sanchez and there we go again that was one of the neatest left hooks i've ever seen well david is absolutely out cold Oh, that was one of the worst 
tackles I think I've ever seen. Sanchez bought it right in the face. That was David, and he's off the field. Well, Italy down to nine men. Well, that was one of the most cold-blooded and lethal tackles I think I've ever seen. Sanchez, remember, was the man who took a swing at David a few minutes ago. Well, David's got ample revenge and the worst possible way. And so we go now into the second half of what is sure to be known as the Battle of Santiago. So it was that bad. So he went back home while driving back to his home in England. He thought, ah, this uh, traffic lights is something that we could learn from. Why not use a simple universally accepted red uh, science. That's how he came up with it. That's how it happened. He actually said that it was easy to handle school children than these unruly football players. In 1970, the first time these cards were, were used. And he also has an India connection, by the way. He served in World War II in the Royal Artillery in India and Singapore. And he rose to become a lieutenant or lieutenant colonel. No, lieutenant. Lieutenant. He, he was part of the British Army and not the yeah. American Army. True. Americans call it lieutenant. Yes. Or envelope. Pushing the envelope. Envelope. Yes. And those were the topics that we had for this episode. Episode number 241. Our listenership has started creeping back up. It's good to see. It's good Yay. to see that the numbers are going up. We are going to keep up our weekly cadence on um, cadence. Ah, ha, ha. cadence. I am uh-huh. not the only one here. It is rubbing off. <laughs> it is really yesterday. Right. Yesterday, my wife uh, sitting at the back of the car, and my uh, my son, my son told me, "Please honk." And I said, "No, Mitan. Uh, we will wait for the opportune moment uh, to honk." Huh? And then I could hear her mutter, "Opportune moment, money." Opportune. <laughs> <laughs> I am Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do this with him because he's four years old. It is so fun when he repeats those lines again. And he sometimes oh, uses them in the right context. And you're like, yes, that's right. Man. That's how you do it. Absolutely. He asked someone, I told you this. I don't know whether it was in the podcast or otherwise. Uh, somebody made a joke uh, of a serious topic. And he said, are you being facetious? Because... <laughs> Oh because he really, one of his books has that word and I had to look it up to know exactly what it meant and it said making joke of a serious topic or something so somebody said look your eye is going to go to Sangli and you are going to be alone with your Baba and he said are you being facetious because that was a serious topic that was being made joke of so I said yeah man that's right yeah <laughs> no he's, he's no genius he's a parrot but it occasionally when he does it right, it's fun. Fake it till you make it right. Fake it till you make it. Theranos, that's the story of Elizabeth Holmes. If you have conned the likes of Barack Obama and uh, I think Biden. So no, no, was, no, it, no, it was, wasn't Barack Obama. I mean, dude, Barack, dude, Barack Obama also said that we need people like this woman in the industry oh, doing great oh. things. And Henry Kissinger was on uh, one of on the advisory panels. So imagine that. So she deserves something for sure for pulling that off. Huh. Adani will say, uh, <laughs> who's in the top 10? I know, man. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, 
if you want to listen to more of these things and with you know serious topics sprinkled somewhere in the middle keep please hit that follow button or the subscribe button in iTunes Google podcast Spotify what have you and keep listening and tune in to the next one until then bye 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 bye